Welcome to the Hot Level Podcast. It is Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I sort of lose track at this time of year, but I'm in Phoenix. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune, sports editor Jay Posner with me. Jay, uh, going to be a beautiful weekend here. It's a big weekend for the Padres, and I'll, whoa, wait, it's April, and it's a big weekend for the Padres. We'll talk about that later. They're coming off yet another series win in San Francisco. Manny Machado comes up big. Let's talk about that later, too, because that's what superstars do is they, they win a game, like, not single-handedly, but, but they lift a team from uh, time to time. Nick Margavichis last night makes his third start, gets his first win. Tonight, Pedro Avila on the bump. I just said on the oh, bump. No, you did not Padres. just say on the bump. I know. <laughs> I don't get to say it very much, and I hate it when people do, so that's why I did it. And uh, Pedro Avila making his Major League debut. The Padres, the only team with two starting pitchers making Major League debuts. They now will be the only team with three starting pitchers having made their Major League debut in 2019. Jay Posner, where do you want to start? Well, is this a revenge series, Kevin? This is the one. This is the one. This is the one team that the Padres did not beat in a series uh, so far this year. Played them here a week ago and got beat the first two games. Salvaged the third game, and other than that, the Padres have just been rolling against the rest of their schedule, which of course is just the Giants and the Cardinals. But now, uh, four games in Arizona need a split to have a winning road trip need to win one game to have a 500 road trip which would almost feel like a disappointment right now the way that it's the way that it started you might have taken that at the beginning like i said even a split here 6 and 4 would be something uh, relatively unusual for what we've seen in the past but I, I think we should start with Pedro Avila and, and you should tell me and and other people who aren't terribly familiar with Pedro what we can expect tonight when he goes out there against the Diamondbacks I wish I could tell you what to expect in terms of results. What I'll tell you is that against a absolutely awful in terms of the major league talent that was on there because there was virtually none, but he faced the Angels in the Cactus League game and filling in for Jacob Nix. And his curveball was magnificent, especially when he, you know, was not being afraid, as, as some young guys are. Um, he, really, it was. Now, he wasn't facing the same lineup that, say, Chris Paddock had faced a few nights earlier that made us all so excited, right? Right, um, right. We were like, wow, he's going against Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Cole Calhoun. Uh, he's doing a really good job. Look, it, Pedro Avila, you know, did what he did. I think he gave up two runs in one inning because he was throwing balls. And anyway... Uh, he's up. It's a fill-in start. I would say that he would have to do like be Nick Margavichis or better to to get another start because the Padres have off days coming up. They're going to allow them to manipulate their starting rotation. But he's filling in so that they can push Chris Paddock and Matt Strom back a day and keep these guys healthy. We've been over that a lot and how they'll do that. Paddock will go tomorrow. Strom on Saturday. You know, I think here's what you can say. Whereas in the past, you're like, oh, boy, all right. And you know the players were kind of like that, too. Uh-huh. Like, oh, man. You know, first of all, we're not a very good offense, and tonight we got to score seven runs because we got this rookie on the mound. Well, they've had pretty good luck so far with uh, their rookies, including a guy, Nick Margavichis, who all of us didn't think very much of before the middle of February. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You, you talk. We've talked a lot, and, and fans have talked about, and it's, it's always talked about, the prospect rankings. You know, the top 30 prospects, the top 100 guys uh, across baseball. I don't remember seeing Margavichis' name on there too often. And here's a, and now he's come up and thrown three great starts. And again, maybe, it, maybe in the long run it means nothing, but he hasn't shown any signs that it won't mean something. You know, he, he, he's very poised, and he just seems like he belongs out there 
at at this point, and you know, in in April of this season, he looks like he belongs. Uh, is kind of the best thing that I think he can say, and and his results show that he belongs. And it's like I can't wait to see him pitch next, which I guess will be against Colorado. A right-handed uh, lineup, I should say this, right? Like, if we're just going to keep talking about challenge this guy's going to have, it's going to be facing a, a predominantly right-handed uh, Rockies lineup. I know they haven't started great, but that's a, you know, that's a fair bunch there. He faced the Giants. Look, the Giants stink. Right. But that's veteran hitters that he faced twice in a week, right? Or fight twice in a little more than a week. And... He got him. He was better the second time. Yeah, I mean, he was – and look, I mean, Lauer and Lucchese have more experience than he does, and they were both facing the Giants for the, well, second Mm -hmm. time this year and and certainly more from a year ago, and neither one of them fared very well, and Margavich just did. And, you know, for them to win a 2-to-1 game or 3-to-1 game when they start a pitcher like that with with no experience has got to be a a good sign, and, and, you know, they've got to feel good about – about that situation, and again, he he pitched great, and then he got help from the guy that you want to come through in games like that and win games for you, as you mentioned earlier. Manny Machado makes great defensive plays, hits a home run. I mean, that's that's what you're looking for. That's what three hundred million dollars is supposed to buy you is games like that where you know you talk about uh, war and 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 everything in terms of stats. That's a game where Manny Machado. To me, I, I don't know how war works, and I know this is simplifying it, and but that's that's a one war for Manny Machado yesterday because you know along with Margavichus and the bullpen, he won that game for them yesterday on on both sides, you know, offense and defense. Absolutely, and I think it goes underappreciated sometimes. Certainly, you know, he's here for his. Uh, you know, 340 on base percentage, let's say, where it will settle. His 270 batting average, his 32 home runs. He's here for that. He's here for games like that where you're facing a guy, Derek Rodriguez, pretty good pitcher so far in his career, and he was pitching really well yesterday. And I think last two days, the umpires, man, those Giants pitchers were hitting their spots, and the umpires were rewarding them for it. <laughs> um, and, and, and Manny Machado won the game. One for four. He'd been 0 for three. He won the game for him with a big hit. That's what a superstar does. And then, of course, uh, plays in the field, which he's making every day. And yesterday was uh, fantastic. The pitching, see, now here's the deal. You mentioned the bullpen. It has been largely phenomenal. Now, Kirby Yates has pitched seven times. Craig Stammen's pitched seven times. Trey Wingenter, six. This can't continue. Wingenter's in his second season. Stammen and Yates can't throw 90 times this year. So they need more six- and seven-inning outings. And here's the problem. Pedro Avila, you get six or seven from him tonight, you're blown away. Oh, man, guys, um, who, uh, the management and Andy Green might do cartwheels <laughs> if you got seven innings out I'm of this guy. Andy passes out <laughs> yeah, in before, the dugout. Before he can <laughs> even do a cartwheel. No, you're right. And then and then the, the guys the next couple yep. nights are the guys that are on innings limits. So that is why, at the top, I alluded to this being a big series. Big, yeah, the Padres believe that wins in April are going to matter now, so that's big, right? You're facing a division foe. That's big, right? I'm not saying that come Monday, after this series, after they see what Paddock, Strom do, and gosh, are these guys going to get us? You know, are, are they going to be capable of getting us six strong? That, that the management overreacts and, and signs Dallas Keuchel or makes some trade, but I'll tell you that I think they'll be closer to it. Right, and it's a good test for these guys, too. I mean, Arizona's got, got a good lineup. Of course, Zach Greinke is their team OPS leader. <laughs> if you don't do any minimum at-bats after his two-home <laughs> run game here a week ago. <coughs> Excuse me, but their true 
you know, OPS leader is Adam Jones. He has four home runs. His OPS is is over a thousand. Christian Walker, Kettle Marte, those guys are, have three home runs. Peralta's hitting. Even Nick Ahmed, who's not normally known for his hitting, is has been hitting. This is a good lineup. They put fifteen on the board the other day against the Red Sox. So it's a good test for for any all the pitchers that are that are going this weekend, especially in that environment. You know, I, I don't think it's supposed to be terribly hot there, except for sun, maybe Sunday it'll be warm, but you figure the roof will probably be open. I just think it's, a, a again, each of these series are different tests, and this is this is another one for this staff. And as you said, it, it's important as well if management's looking and deciding, okay, what are we going to do? Do we need to go get somebody else? Do we need to, are we going to keep shuttling back and forth with, you know, El Paso or San Antonio? How is this all, not San Antonio, Amarillo, but go, <laughs> old habits, right? But, uh, oh, yeah. so anyway, it always, it, it's just more interesting is, uh, we always seem to be coming back to that. You look down and you go, and I, I think maybe Cal Quantrill goes tonight again. I can't remember which one of them went first, but Logan Allen and Cal Quantrill, remember, were competing for the final spot uh, in the rotation. Well, they both got lit up really in their first triple a starts that's why pedro avila is here okay right now right. they the padres of course this is what's funny is you know we're all second guessing or trying to figure out they're eight steps ahead of us okay because the pedro avila they didn't start him that time in cactus league because they thought they'd bring him up but once they said hey we have to start him they knew you know what this won't be bad because the way we're going to do our pitching staff this year, Pedro Avila is probably going to have to throw for us. Right, so, right. I mean, they're ready to do this rotation. I don't know that they were like, huh, we're going to be 8-5. and five, And the way we're going to be 8-5 and five is going to have proved to us that we might be a pretty decent team. There's a lot of evaluation going on right now. Right, and, you have, and, they, and they have to be careful not to overreact because I, I don't think, go. you know, this, this group has a plan and, and so far – We've seen the plan start to pay off this year. This is not the year that they're expecting the plan to really pay off. I mean, that's still another you know year, two, three years down the road where where you're thinking that all these guys are going to be on the roster that that we've that we've heard so much about. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to waste a chance that you might have. You know, look what look what Washington did when they shut down Strasburg that year, and it's like, oh well, we'll have all these chances. And well, how many chances have they had? So I, I don't think the Padres want to go crazy and deviating from their plan. But if there's a way to add another pitcher, like we've talked about before, without messing up that plan, then I'm sure that I, I'm sure they're looking at it already. This weekend test uh, another way. How about this? the heavy, heavy, and even getting heavier right-handed lineup of the Padres faces all righties. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, good, uh, it's a good point. And, and they haven't put up a lot of offense for the most part. For the most part, but... They've done it later. But, yeah, they've done it later in, in games. But yep. as you wrote the other day, they have not done a lot early in games. And yesterday was another example of that with basically just one early run. So it, it would be good for the, for the lineup to to get going earlier in games and, and to see what happens with, with all these righties. I mean, that means Hosmer bats higher in the lineup, but I still don't know. You know, they still got to figure out something with the leadoff. Nothing's yeah. worked so well in the, in the leadoff spot, although Mar- Margot had, what, one hit yesterday? He did, and then, of course, uh, Ian Kinsler gets on base twice, batting seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out that Tatis has done much of his damage against lefties. So, you know, we'll uh, – Renfro, who I think deserves his due. We, you know, I don't know that we have uh, time today, but uh, 
Hunter Renfro in virtually every facet, maybe not defensively. Um, but his, uh, I think he deserves his due. Uh, he's been hitting both sides, but righties really well. So, uh, you know, Andy Green says that he's comfortable with it. There are other people uh, within the organization that are, huh, what are we going to do here? Because this is, this is a little troubling. So the feeling is that Cordero might be out for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. If you're going to be missing yeah. Cordero and Jankowski for for a long time, then then maybe you've got to look at something. Because you can't just, you know, you can say guys hit reverse splits and all that, but, you know, sooner or later, I think that's going to catch up to them. And, and it's, true with some, it's true with some guys. If reverse splits, you'd have to dig down deeper, too, because, like, take poor Greg Garcia, right? When is he batting? He's batting against the guy throwing 98 at the right, end of the game. Right. Okay? And that is, so we're, we're reverse splits, but wait a minute, what about when your guy comes up against that righty, the closer, uh, in the ninth inning? How are his reverse splits then? And so, you know, you need, uh, you, you need to be a both-handed, and, and they're a little bit hamstrung right now. Hey, this is awesome, Jay. Once again, a podcast where we started digging down into, well, what, what does this mean? And, and, and how can the Padres get better? And, and how might they be in trouble? And last year we were just like, well, you know, some guys are making progress here. And so this is cool. <laughs> no, I, uh, I agree. And, and uh, they'll be home next week against, what is I think it's Colorado, Cincinnati, and Seattle. It is. Did I guess, uh, did I guess that off right? days. And off days as well, which... I'm sure you won't mind. You won't mind a couple of those. Not that you won't be writing and providing great content as as usual, but we'll get Jeff Sanders back out there to uh, to to give you a break for at least one of those oh, uh, nice. one I of those games. That. That's cool. It's always good to hey, have you in um, town. It will be nice to be there. And I just uh, look. This uh, has been a long trip, and it's just sort of uh, it's it's something. They're eight and five. I was actually surprised. Were you Jay that uh, this is tied for their second best start in 20 years i mean the, the reason i'm surprised is this who cares it's 13 games in but you would have thought it'd be more times at least in the last two decades that they could have won eight of 13 to start well, season yeah i mean especially <laughs> since i mean there, there were some good in if you go back two decades you know those teams from 04 to 07 yeah. those were all good teams yeah. uh, you would think something would have and 2010 also so yeah, but whatever eight and five, you know, does it mean anything? Not a whole lot, but it, I guess it's it's better than five and eight or three and ten or one of the, some of the records that we've we've seen in the past. So, as we've said many times, it's more interesting to watch, and I look forward to squeezing in some baseball uh, around the Masters this weekend. You know what eight and five gets you? My last thought is. You know, the Padres had some good runs. Remember the six series? I think it was six, maybe it was five series in a row that they won. You know, that, hey, that's cool, right? But they were so far out of it before that that it really didn't matter, right? Right, right. This gives, you know, if you can get up and have a winning April and you're five games up, well, then you can lose a few series in a row um, So and, and you aren't buried and you remember what you did at the start of the season and and as players you believe that's who we really are and so that's what a good start gets you it's the you know you can't win the division in april but you can lose it and we know what the padres have done in april yeah and this and this is the kind of team and franchise that needed that needed a good start so that's that's been good for for them and for their psyche and and for their fans as well We'll, uh, we'll talk before the Colorado uh, series and uh, try to remember everything that we talked about on this one because we just uh, basically set this up as uh, the biggest April series in, uh, you know, since either one of us has been alive. So, in, for- all right. in forever. We'll just call it that. We'll just call it forever. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Kevin. Thank you. You too.